If you've ever thought about homeschooling your children, but it just seems so overwhelming and don't know where to start, Shannon Hayes is here to answer all of your questions with the Modern Homeschool Podcast. Class begins now. Have you ever thought about joining the cult of weird, unsocialized homeschooled kids? Well, now that I've got your attention, this is Shannon Hood Hayes, and I want to welcome you to the Modern Homeschool Podcast. Each week, we're going to talk about all things homeschool. On this first episode, we're going to take a look at the history of homeschooling, the legal aspects of homeschooling, and our local homeschool landscape. First, just a little bit about me. I'm a mom of three that has been homeschooling for about six years now, and I'm about to graduate my first homeschooler from high school. I'm the chair of the Upper Cumberland Homeschool Prom Board. Yes, folks, homeschoolers have prom too. I'm also the founder of the Upper Cumberland Inclusive Homeschool Cooperative that meets here in Cookville, Tennessee. Now, some of you may be asking, what's a homeschool cooperative? Well, a co-op, for short, is a group of homeschooling families that meet regularly and work together to achieve common goals. Students can work on academic or enrichment classes in this group setting and have valuable social time with other homeschool students. All parents involved in the co-op volunteer in some form or another, whether it be teaching classes, working the nursery, or being on the cleanup crew. There are a variety of co-op types, but ours is largely non-academic. We focus on arts, languages, life skills, and other fun classes. Right now we have an awesome immersion Spanish class going on that's taught by one of our local homeschool moms that's a native speaker. And one of our most popular classes is called Slimology, which is exactly as messy and as fun as it sounds. The main goal of our co-op in particular is inclusion. We want to welcome all students and families, regardless of their religion or lack thereof, their family composition, their abilities, or their identities. This was something that myself and my leadership team had really found to be lacking in our area and is the sole reason that we founded our co-op. Out of the four leaders for our co-op, three of us have children with a variety of special needs. It was important to us to form a space for kids like ours and kids that are different than ours to all come together and have fun. We have a sensory room for kids who need some downtime for from their regular classes and they can be in this sensory room the entire time, or they can just pop in and out as needed if their regular classes become too overwhelming for them. We are so very lucky to have United Church of Christ Cookville hosting our classes in their building and supporting our vision to be a safe space for all homeschoolers. Now, home-based education is not something new. It's actually millennia old. It's been the norm around the world for most of the history of humankind. In our country, um, colonial era children had no public school option. And even as late as the late 1800s and the turn of the century, only about 65% of children actually attended public school. The public school system, however, did grow over the next several decades. And by 1970, homeschooling was practically non-existent in the United States. Now, the modern homeschool movement, as referred to today, actually began in the 70s, when some educational theorists began to argue that formal schooling was focusing too much on rote learning and was creating sort of an oppressive classroom situation. There was this call for parents to liberate their children from the formal education system and instead follow a method that today we would call unschooling. 
a man named John Holt published the first homeschooling magazine in 1977, and it was called Growing Without Schooling. Holt, along with Raymond Moore, he, who was the author of a book called Homegrown Kids, they're considered two of the founders of what we call the modern homeschool movement. Now, in the 1980s, there was a shift in the homeschool movement, and it became largely popular with people who wanted to keep their children home for religious reasons. While there are still a great number of homeschoolers who cite religion as their reason for homeschooling, today you can find just as many secular homeschoolers and a variety of reasons from homeschooling, reasons that range from having children with special needs to families who travel full-time in RVs and school on the road to really everything in between. A 2006 study listed the number one reason for homeschooling as dissatisfaction with public schools, with the second being religious beliefs and the third being accommodations for children with special needs or interests. Now, the beauty of homeschooling is that it can be whatever you need it to be for your family. Actually, it can be whatever you need for each individual child. There truly are as many ways to homeschool as there are children. In all the years that I've been homeschooling, I've yet to see two families who do school the same. Out of the three children that I have, for example, I don't use one single method for teaching. I cater each child's educational plan to their abilities, their interests, and their particular learning style. So when people ask me what I love most about homeschooling, I always say freedom. Homeschooling gives us the freedom to be at an empty park at noon on a random Tuesday, to do math in our pajamas while drinking hot chocolate at two in the afternoon, the freedom to do two hours of drawing and painting instead of starting our language lesson, the freedom to do our reading lessons in the hammock outside, the freedom to be learning history on the battlefields and forts of Savannah, Georgia, the freedom to learn about cultures in the World Showcase at Epcot at Disney World, or to learn marine science at Marineland on the beach in Florida, all while public school is in session back home. And just as important to me, it gives my children more time with their parents, their siblings, and their grandparents. Adulthood is going to come, they're going to fly the nest, and I will have loved every extra minute that I've been lucky enough to have them home. You're listening to the Modern Homeschool Podcast in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Henson Oakley Family Dentistry on West Jackson now featuring Zoom teeth whitening. Today we're discussing Homeschooling 101. Now, one of the first questions that new homeschool parents usually have is about the legal requirements for homeschooling. Homeschooling is legal in all 50 states, but we'll focus today on what the law says for Tennessee. Tennessee law states that, quote, a homeschool is a school conducted or directed by a parent or parents or legal guardian for their own children, end quote. Parents can do so by choosing one of three options, independent homeschooling, a church-related umbrella school, or an online accredited school. Students are required to complete four hours of schooling for 180 days each year. Though most homeschooling families are going to tell you that learning is a 24-7, 365 activity, that doesn't just happen timed in front of books or computers or by writing on paper. One more important legal note regarding homeschooling in Tennessee is that parents can take their children out of public school at any time throughout the year. There is no cutoff date for registering as a homeschooler. Now, the first option, independent homeschooling, requires parents to register with their local school district and provide a letter of intent to homeschool each year. So the parents deal directly with the school district in providing attendance and grades for their students. 
One important caveat to the independent homeschooling option is that students are required to submit to standardized testing in the school system at grades 5, 7, and 9. Independent homeschoolers are also allowed to try out for public sports teams in the public schools in their counties at the discretion of the coaches and according to TSSAA rules for those sports. Now, the second option is a church-related umbrella school. So for an annual fee, the umbrella school submits all the documentation to the local school district and eliminates the parents' need for communication with the school district. Each umbrella school sets its own guidelines for testing or not and record-keeping. I personally use our local homeschool umbrella school, Daniel One Academy in Cookville. So each year I pay them a fee and register my children, and twice a year I turn in grades to them, and they create transcripts for my children and serve as the go-between between my family and the Board of Education in our county. They don't require testing, which was very important to me, so my kids don't have to submit to those standardized tests. They do require an ACT score for purposes of a diploma when it's time to graduate. So there's lots of options for umbrella schools, but I've really found that I enjoy having my umbrella school local, and that's a convenience that I'm really glad that we have here in Cookville. Daniel One also offers volleyball and basketball teams for their students and a local graduation ceremony complete with cap and gown and a diploma for graduating seniors. Now, the third option is accredited online school. And for more information about accredited online school, I would just suggest that you go over to tn.gov under the homeschool tab. Now I want to look at some local opportunities that are available to our homeschool kids in this area. Of course, we have amazing state parks, city parks, county parks, and recreational areas, which, trust me, all of us homeschoolers descend upon as soon as public school is back in session after each one of their breaks. We also live close enough to Nashville, Knoxville, and Chattanooga that many of our homeschoolers take advantage of all the zoos, aquariums, museums, and opportunities that the larger cities have to offer. But I want to specifically talk more about what we have locally here in the Upper Cumberland. Our local homeschool landscape is growing every year. It's grown by leaps and bounds in the last five years. We add exciting new opportunities for homeschool kids in the Upper Cumberland area each year. I spoke earlier about our UC Inclusive Homeschool Co-op and our class offerings. Well, we also take field trips as a group. This semester alone, we're going to Cheekwood Botanical Gardens. We've seen Matilda, and we're going to see Elf at the Cumberland County Playhouse in Crossville. We're attending ICE at Gaylord Opryland. We also go to Splash Pads, parks, movie dates, and outings, so our kids have a lot of social interaction with the kids that they attend co-op with. There is also a faith-based UC Christian co-op that meets for classes in Cookville. White County has a co-op that meets down at Bear Cove Baptist Church, and Crossville has a large faith-based co-op called Hearts. The McMinnville area has a variety of clubs and classes available for homeschoolers under Warren County Inclusive Homeschoolers. Another enrichment opportunity that we have for homeschoolers in our area is Peachtree Learning Center, and they offer a variety of classes for homeschoolers. Putnam County also has a teen-specific group called Hangout Plus, and they meet weekly for classes and social time. Most of these groups can be found on Facebook for more information. Now, for homeschool children that are interested in acting, there's a homeschool dramatic society, and they put on an annual production, and many local homeschoolers are also actively involved in the programs at the Cookville Children's Theater as well. We have a lot of amazing opportunities for dance and martial arts in our area. 
but there are specific homeschool classes offered at the Center School of Dance and martial arts classes at Bushido Karate in Sparta that happen during the day instead of in the evening that are catered more to homeschool families. For additional learning, crafting, and social time, the Putnam County Library hosts a homeschool hangout program each month, and they do a variety of learning and creative projects there. And of course, the Oakley STEM Center over at TTU has occasional programs that many of our homeschooled kiddos really enjoy. For teen homeschoolers, our Upper Cumberland Prom Board hosts not only the annual prom, but various fall and winter dances for teens as well. Our 2019 prom was held at the beautiful Duck Pond Manor in Sparta, and we hosted right at 100 teens for that. More info on prom can be found by joining the UC Prom 2020 Facebook group. Um, For physical fitness, the YMCA has a homeschool program. So each week they offer classes for homeschoolers that include fitness, playtime, and swimming. And you can call the YMCA in Cookville for more information on that. On future episodes of this podcast, we are going to look further into many of these opportunities that I just talked about, and we will talk with various homeschool families and service providers more in depth about these opportunities. Thanks for listening to the Modern Homeschool Podcast. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I hope that you'll join us next time where we're going to be discussing the daily ins and outs of homeschool, including curriculum choices and the ever-popular socialization question. You've been listening to The Modern Homeschool. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.